tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langzer. All right, guys, Mastering Mitzvahs, episode number 49. Jordan Marshall, my partner in crime, Mike Langzer. We're back again talking all things bar and bot mitzvah, hooking you guys up with some uh, super cool partner nuggets. Partner in crime. Hold yeah. on, hold on. Yeah. Partner in crime. What's yeah. that all about? Yeah. Yeah, we're recording. I want to know. We're talking about this. I want to know what partner in crime is. Partner in crime, man. We do all these crazy parties, man. You're my partner in crime, doing all this stuff. Oh boy. But the crime. Listen. Only, only innocent. Was it innocent until proven guilty? That card. That's not written on my business card. Like partner in crime. So we're back talking about all things bar and bar mitzvah, having some fun. We're on the road, yet again, doing it again on our way to another venue consult and. uh, this is uh, turning into a great way to record these podcasts, man. I've seen other people have like lunch with a DJ and they record that, and right. you know, coffee with the professional. Well, we're having car rides with each other. Two DJs, one truck. Yes. There you go. Um, so I want to talk today about venue selection because some very different venues have come across our plate recently. Um, I also think that some clients are trying really, really hard to turn a venue that shouldn't be used for apartments is into apartments of space and sometimes it's super successful and sometimes it's not so right let's give some uh tips and nuggets and thoughts about yeah. it yeah well you know big big shout out to all the families i mean like i would say the creativity level and like is at an all-time high right now people are definitely looking for different style venues different types of vibes atmospheres to kind of accompany the day so in that retrospect kudos hats off like people are definitely looking for different trends right yeah and, and all right so let, let's just hit different styles of venues first. yeah yeah first off you're you're typical you would expect you know parties at a temple at uh-huh. the synagogue um <laughs> you'd expect a country club yep um, hotels hotels nightclubs um and then there's just banquet facilities you right. know there's just standoff buildings that are just banquet facilities not attached to a hotel or a country club um but the more unique are you know the sporting event centers you know yep. the uh I said nightclubs, but you know, um, arcades and family amusement places centers. like like uh, one of our one of our home bases. I play in Freehold, you yep. know, amusement park slash arcade slash banquet facility. Yep. There was a while that we did a fair amount at the Atlantic Club, which was, you know, it's it's a gym, it's a sports center. Yeah. Um, Newtown Athletic Club in Pennsylvania does a good amount of uh, you know private parties. Um, and then you have like a very niche uh, market styled venues like pole position and like uh you know um uh, what uh, top gear or top speed like the uh the uh stock car go-kart racing go-kart racing yeah, yeah. Um, we we did a you know broadcast on this podcast from uh gravity um uh, uh oh my god what's the name of the high, expo- uh, high, high exposure. exposure thank yes. you um so a lot of unique venues and one that we talked in depth about was even uh at a barn we did uh-huh. a, a barn a, mitzvah a barn mitzvah yeah. um Yeehaw. And the barn mitzvah actually is kind of what is prompting some of this conversation. Uh, a client, a uh, new client, is interested in that space. Uh-huh. But, I, you know, truthfully, I don't, I don't know if she listens to the podcast or not. I'll probably find out shortly after we post this. But I, I might get she, an email. <laughs> I think she's trying really hard to make the space into something that it's not. Uh-huh. And 
she's between that venue and just a regular beautiful country club and it it's almost it's weird that you know you've got traditional uber traditional space right with you know four walls a dance floor lighting air conditioning heat everything that you can imagine that you would want in a banquet facility and then this barn that doesn't have it hardly has electricity um now what's mike i know you're working primarily with this client what is what are the two what are the factors that are pulling her back and forth between this and great, the and great the norm. question okay like so she really wants something different they're an outdoorsy family they're uh, they're casual like they love the idea that guests don't have to get dressed up um, what's the theme of the vibe she's looking for uh, do they know yet or? I, I don't know I don't know okay. yet but I, I know that they want it to be casual the food to be served off of food trucks um, you know it's not an elegant affair it's just a fun party I love it um, but her biggest hesitation is weather right now, what happens in this barn uh, they, I guess technically it could seat about 120 people but once you put a dance floor in there maybe you're seating 80 85 people so if it rains her guests don't have a place to go okay uh, if it's beautiful out like the last time we were there guests were outside playing cornhole bago and you know ladder ball jenga and it was awesome it's like a backyard like a, uh, a huge yeah, backyard party an amazing tailgate that's awesome um they even did a bonfire outside, and, and the vibe was so awesome. But it, what a risk! You I mean, know, the, wet, the weather is the X factor here. A thousand percent. Um, now, also, if it's too hot, there's no air conditioning. You know, That's your guests one. are not necessarily going to be comfortable. Right. Um, and honestly, that not to get into too many topics on this, but that could also, um, you know, hinder the dance crowd. You know, you don't want to get up in that kind of heat, dance your butt off. You know, like, uh, and, and have a great time. Well, you want to have a great time, but, like, you know, you get sweaty real quick. You only have one change of clothes. Like, I, I know that I'd probably be more inclined to just kind of chill out, you know? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, me, I'm like Mr. Grumpy, so you know, <laughs> you know me, man. I, I, I'd i be sipping my cool drinks and just chilling in wherever I can find the shade. So that's tough, that. man. That's a really tough, like, you know, they're definitely in a, in a sticky situation a little bit. I mean, it, listen, if you could predict the weather, yeah. it's a no-brainer. But if you can't. You're talking a big risk, and it, you know it's one thing to say, "Hey, I'm going to plan a family picnic, and 12 of us are going to go to the park." And you know, if it rains, the 12 of you could reschedule. But right. you're talking 120 guests from out of town, and you're talking about busing these kids in, and I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, things to be worried about. Right. So, right. so you know, Jordan, you did a spectacular backyard party uh in marlboro i don't know a year ago or so i remember you and darren we had a great crew on that party yep. what was going to happen that night if that party ra- if it rained I, I, and i was it's so funny that you're bringing it up because i remember the the client just rolled the dice and they didn't do a tent nothing was tented um i mean it, granted it was like you know checking out the week-long forecast it was sunny skies you know the whole week the whole you know 10-day forecast but Still, like, it, if it would have rained, I mean, taking, they definitely had, I mean, they had a, a big property, a big house, so right. I mean, they had probably about 150 guests yeah. uh, in their backyard, not including serving staff, not including entertainment, not including, you know, the, the help, right. you know, for the day. So, I mean, if it rained, I we'd have to go inside. I mean, they have a big house, but still, you know, jamming that many people in there um, with a minimal backup plan, you know, what are you going to do? I, I, well biggest party that we've ever done was a backyard party in October and the family at first didn't want a tent right um, and while during the day in October it might be an okay temperature at night once it gets dark 
it got cold, and I, I'll I'll never forget. It was like almost torrential, you know, hurricane weather. Right. Then, you know, I'm glad that we convinced them to do a that tent. That family did go on to buy the Rolls Royce of tents. Yes, <laughs> but <laughs> that was, was uh, that was, was a good one. You know, propane heaters and yeah. everything. It was well needed. 100. Um, but uh, although that's not a mitzvah, I mean that that was a great example of. I mean, they had guests flying in from out of the country. Right. Um, you couldn't just cancel the party or reschedule it next weekend. Right. Um, so let's talk about, you know, are, are there perks to certain types of venues? Like, you know, uh, venues that have lighting and video and, th- you know, different features installed. Right, yeah, you're finding a lot of the venues now are, are doing the installs and having a lot of the equipment that we would bring, you know, uh, on the regular to the events and, and take it to, from event to event, uh, you know, backlined and installed permanently in their uh, in their venues. So, so I, you know. I, I think that trend came from nightclubs. So nightclubs obviously right. would have sound video lighting installed. And right. more and more bar mitzvahs, sweet sixteens were going to nightclubs, and then all of a sudden it became competitive. And I, I was managing a nightclub, mm-hmm. so I would, you know, speak to customers who were considering the nightclub and then a hotel up the road. I said, "Well, listen, at the hotel you're probably going to have to rent TVs, you're going to have to rent lighting, right. you're going to have to rent staging, and you know you might be looking at another two or three thousand dollars worth of rentals." that I'm giving you for free that are built into my space. And, and that is a perk. I will go with that. I think that in your defense from when you were working at Katmandu, being that it was a, a, a nightclub, a nightlife spot, the lighting that you guys had in there, you did have a, a, a dedicated light tech and a, you know um, somebody that was capable of knowing how to spotlight a yes. first dance or, or spotlight a, a main entrance um, with the lighting and create like you know, fast, you know, uh, dance floor shows when we were dancing upbeat and when it was slow, you know, a slow song playing or something like that, it was like a nice mood switch and the, and the slower, uh, well, you know, where, lighting where, hit. Where you're going with this is now... Is that the venues, they'll, they'll program the lights for like a couple of like random shows, but there's not an actual technician there. And, and, and not to name venues, but right. there's many, many venues in our area that have stole the idea from a nightclub. Let me put some lights in here because I'm losing sales if I don't have lights. Well, I'll go the, I'll go the extra leg too. I mean, like I have you I've never seen a venue that's not like of a club orientation or like a, a club background having a dedicated lighting tech. Mm. I haven't. Nah, I mean, well, Clark's Landing, they do okay. it really well. Okay. Clark's Landing does really well. That's cool, but not, like that's not, that's one out of like I mean, and we have a lot of Cool spots out here, and right. it doesn't take anything away from it. Definitely adds to it. it you, you know, you probably get great bang for the buck. It's great value. Well, let, let me shout out the Bridgewater Manor for a second. Right. Bridgewater Manor did a great lighting install, uh-huh. but as a preferred vendor, we have access to their lighting. They give us an iPad with full control, and right. it, it's very simple for us to control it. It's just fast moving light, slow moving light, spotlight. I, we don't have endless control, but we have enough control that we can make a really impactful lighting. Uh, show, and, and as a preferred partner, we have access to it. So, a place like Bridgewater Manor did it right, right? Right. You know, but there are other places that pop these lights in the ceiling, and, and we were at one of them this past weekend, and one of our staff members said, "Hey, can you guys do anything with the lights? Like, it's just been on the same pattern for the last hour and a half." And right. the response from the major D was, "Nah, like, they, it's either on the chandelier or it's on the dance floor. Like, they didn't have any other features." So. Why would you go so far as installing these lights and selling them as part of the package? Like, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you're going to get the most incredible light show. You don't have to get lights from your DJ. And then right. they're on the chandelier the entire time. Right. Exactly. No, I, I get it. And, uh, you know, it's 
it's a double-edged sword because you know obviously there are, are families that have you know everybody's got a different budget and you know a certain amount of money they want to put towards this awesome day and you know if you're on that tight budget having a, a venue like that is definitely I would say is a great way to go I mean we'll work with it you know what I mean right. like we won't work against it um, and we'll help to accent it as best as possible if you are in a little bit of a tighter you know money constraint that that might be something for me if I was in that position that would you know kind of push me towards a venue right you know I, and, and I mean we I think lighting is such an important factor if you're looking to have a high energy dance party yes um, and let's also differentiate up lights are lights that are washing a wall in a static color right and then dance floor lights are lights that are moving many venues now have up lighting or soffit lighting that so you walk in the room is pink or the room is blue and and let a venue do that and they let them do it you know most venues will do it well they're they're actually installing it architecturally for their space so it's usually done really well but where they're not doing a great job generally is the moving lights and keeping it timed with the music correct correct or and having uh you know the shows written out or the the patterns written out to really be able to you know throw some different uh energies and some different you know styled uh you know vibes into the room it's, it's usually like one of three different shows it's right. either you know a spotlight for an entrance and like two dance shows or you know something like that is pretty uh pretty basic so uh, the whole idea of this podcast is choosing the right venue, and right. We're, we're just kind of stuck in this technology spot here, but uh, we should also speak to the fact about lighting and sound systems. Some venues have installed sounds, I'm sorry, not lighting, but video. Some have installed sound and some have installed video, and these are great. You know, how awesome if the venue has giant flat screen TVs all over the room or has, um, you know, an, an incredible sound system. Right. You know I mean? That's now, based for that room because, I mean, in certain aspects, you know, we perform at venues all over the place, all over the country, and we see all different sizes, shapes of a venue. I think that it's also you need to be uh, savvy of what type of sound system you're bringing to that room for acoustics. Yeah, so what I would say, again, a client looking for a venue ask to hear the sound system like or come when there's an event and, and listen or if there's right. a showcase you know see what the video screens look like don't take the venue's word on it that the video screens are going to work um, you know we had a party in Manhattan this past weekend that the venue had TVs we uh, the client gave them the montage the montage was tested and the montage failed well who ends up looking bad we actually look bad even though we had nothing to do with it right um, but the montage was was glitchy on their system now it sounds like it was kind of a fluke of, of what happened, but... I also know that when we tested it on our stuff, it played fine. It played perfectly fine. So, um, so yeah, I mean... It's tough. The, and it kind of comes down to, you know, is there somebody on site with experience to do these things? I mean, say you're booking at a venue that has uh, projection screens and not flat screens. Right. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. But um, I, I'll never forget, years ago, there was a venue that one of the bulbs died in the projector because they only have life to it, like... After X number of hours, right. the bulb dies. So now all of a sudden they had one working projector and one that wasn't. Nothing that could be done about it unless you had another projector on site, which they did not. Um, so, you know, know what you're getting yourself into. Uh, I mean, that's a big part of it. Uh, while we're talking about it, how do you, what is your take on venues that, you know, you're trying to do something different and maybe your venue is known for their weddings, but not their bar or bar mitzvahs. Great. But it's a great spot and you're like, this is cool. Well, give me give me some thought on that. Great transition. Um, if you have a planner, a wedding, uh, a mitzvah planner, right. um, 
And if you're working with a capable DJ that can put a timeline together, um, as long as it's all signed off in advance, I do think that a wedding venue can very well handle a mitzvah. But in advance, the timeline needs to be discussed and firmed. And things that should be taken for granted can never be. Like, you know, is there a challah bread? You know, don't just assume that the wedding venue that's not used to mitzvahs has thought of bringing a challah bread. And, right. And, and is the challah bread of substance? Like, or is it like the size of a hamburger roll? Because I've right. seen it. And right. I, you know. And, um, and you know what? On, on top of that, you know, candles for the for the candle lighting. Same thing. You know, don't just assume that the venue is going to take care of that. I mean, the other thing is, too, I feel that, you know, with these venues, you know, obviously it's a great thing. I, I think that in the preliminary meetings, it is okay at this point. This is a great nugget for you guys that are listening. Take control and, and, and when you talk to that venue nicely, let them know that, hey, listen, you know, I would like to put the the responsibility of the timeline and the flow and the majority of the mitzvah buildup in the hands of my DJ and my and my event planner. Yeah. And, you know? And that that's really You it. gotta say that. Yeah, and, and that's the where a big difference of event planner and decorator also need to be discussed. Right. You know, hiring a decorator is one thing. Hiring a planner that's going to stay and dictate the flow of the night is a different story. And empowering that planner to dictate the timeline is vital. Um, and, and if it's not the planner, then again, it, it, it's the right DJ. And that, that's why a lot of times we have event uh, coordinators. You as an MC, you're busy MCing. You're kind of lost in the moment on the dance floor. You're, you're really not watching your watch all the time well, you're, you're out there dancing now yeah when you have a coordinator standing alongside you they're gonna hey jordan in five minutes x y is gonna happen you know that in a venue that doesn't normally do mitzvahs then i would absolutely say you really should have a coordinator yes and then that's a huge help too because like you were saying too like you are paying for your talent to entertain you know like you want to maximize their performance as best as possible so you know by definitely delegating that responsibility towards the planner or even you know like in our in our case you know we have uh in-house you know coordinators you know somebody like jamie or bridget or even yourself in certain situations you know like can go out and coordinate on behalf of the entertainment company too yeah so i i would i'm gonna change my answer a little bit i am gonna say that a wedding venue can definitely do a mitzvah they just have to be open to it um and, and it has to be thought through in advance. But there's nothing better than doing a mitzvah at a place that understands mitzvahs. And, you know, uh, shout out to the party I did this past weekend. I mean, um, uh, Maplewood Country Club, what an incredible party. And, and they know how to run a, a mitzvah. They, they know how to handle kids' cocktail hour, how to handle adults' cocktail and, hour. And we, had, and, we had some, and we had some big pieces that we brought in. We didn't bring in, you know, like... The smallest of, of setups, you know. We had a video wall. We had a you know a life size uh, hockey uh, you know a slap shot goaltended activation going on with a yep. live goalie. Like so, we weren't just bringing in speakers and uh, you know a couple LED stages. But they were cool with it. Like yes, they they expected it. They were excited about it. Like there was no moaning and groaning and grunting about it. You know, uh, they happened to have security on staff for the kids, and you know they're well dressed. You would have thought that they were guests at the party, but. You know, there was a male and a female security person there just watching the kids. Right. You know, Maplewood does a great, great, great job of running their parties. And uh, when, you know, I, I got there, I sat down with Edison, who runs the events. I, I said, hey, Edison, you know, we've got to go over timeline and flow. And he says, man, you know how we do. We're easy to work with. You know, we do mitzvahs all the time. And there's nothing better than that. 
you know, man. What a, com- awesome. a confident, reassuring, team word answer yes. is epic. Yes. That's uh, epic. That was awesome. So, uh, I mean, Jordan, let's just talk about the, the really non-traditional venues. Sure. You know, the, the, the day camps, the sporting centers. Sure. Um, you know. I think you got to take uh, a little bit of what we were talking about earlier in the cast where if it's a, a spot like this that maybe they are, you know, a spot that specializes in doing mitzvah entertainment here because they are such a unique space, that's cool. But again, you know, for the most part, these are probably spots that, you know, aren't doing a million bar bot mitzvahs. They come around a couple of times a year. Um, you know, you got to put the bulk of the development in the hands of your vendors that you trust, your entertainment company, your mitzvah planner if you have it, um, you know, just people that, that can kind of, that have been in that situation before, maybe have worked this spot, uh, you know, numerous times and done mitzvahs there, you know, like that's another big thing too. Maybe the, uh, the hall itself does, you know, 10 mitzvahs a year, but we're doing seven of them. Right. That's huge. Yes. You know what I mean? So like at that point, knowing if your company or, or your group that you're, you're booking has a good lay of the land, is comfortable with the spot, knows what's going on. You know, that's why when we, you know, perform in places we've never been before, you know, I like to always encourage, we always encourage, you know, a walkthrough and just to, you know, be able to do a detailed floor plan. Um, pretty much exactly what we're doing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going to do a walkthrough. <laughs> so, so. Also, another opportunity where you should have an event planner yeah. involved, um, and know what your know what your expectations are. So, we did a party at uh, Frogbridge Day Camp uh-huh. um, this past summer, and it was a great party. So unique, so different. Um, some of the challenges were not necessarily on Frogbridge's point, you know, aspect, but it was you know the family's expectations. You know, Frogbridge has so much to offer from go-karts to bumper boats to mini golf to zip lines right i mean the space is so cool so naturally when the guests got there they wanted to just be out like let's go have fun in the day camp right um but you know part of the difficulty was we still wanted to do a candle lighting a grand entrance a kiddish emoji a hora a parent dance you know man it's tough like it's almost like dangling the candy in front of a kid like Hey kids, get here! Now you gotta sit and do all these formal things before we let you loose. So, right. you know, you almost have to have a vision in your mind. Like, are these formalities important to you? Uh, I think you also have to realize too that that's the only time you can do them. Because in a place like that, Mikey, if yeah. once you cut them loose, you're not getting them you're back. Not getting them back yeah. at all. Like, I mean, you might get them in drips and drabs, or they come back to a station or an area where you're doing music, but they're gone, man. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm trying to remember the timeline. I do believe we brought the kids back for the last hour and had a little bit of a dance party. But um, I mean, at that point, they're casually dressed, they're sweating. Like, they, it just it's just not the same as what your vision of a mitzvah dance party might have been. Right. Uh, and even though, again, the go karts and the bumper cars, all these things, all these activities closed, you're still out in this giant, you know, vast day camp where the kids can. Kids have fun just running around chasing each other. I mean, they don't need much to enjoy themselves. Absolutely. And we could even take it to the other side. You know, we've also had events where we've done, you know, really cool uh, sports stadiums, you know, like MetLife Stadium, uh, Lincoln Financial Field, you know, like you have uh, primarily, you know, on the on the, the bar mitzvah end for the boys, 
you know, like a sports nut or I know that, you know, our one of our clients is the, you know, the CFO for the Jets and they, you know, obviously were able to utilize all of MetLife Stadium. Like we were down on the field for, you know, cocktail hour and playing, you know, touch football and uh, they were showing the montage on the big, you know, uh, Jumbotron, yeah, right? the Jumbotrons that are in the stadium. So like there's another unique spot where, you know, the the staff and the people that run it are great, but a lot of that's union. You know, so then you have you have union officials that, you know, need to help you load your equipment in. You can only load in on certain certain times. There's only, you know, at a certain point, the gate to the the whole, uh, you know, loading dock area will close for the day. You know, so like, these are all things when you're t- when you're kind of searching for your venue and looking for something different. You should totally take into context. Um, you know, and then also with your vendors, you know, as far as like travel and getting there on time and, you know, does it have to be a, a Friday setup for a Saturday party? You know, all these elements are they're, they're, they're big pieces. play into it. But I would say there's still no, um, you, you, you do a unique venue and your guests are going to remember that party. I mean, that party you're referring to at MetLife Stadium was probably one of the most epic experiences that those guests have ever had like they're gonna remember the time that right. they were on that field right anytime that they drive by that stadium or anytime they watch so a game tour, tour in the locker rooms literally like, all that. like yep. 50 years later in their life they'll remember that experience so I do encourage people greatly to think out of the box when you can those are venue wow factors that that is a gigantic wow factor yeah for a and, spot and look I'll even say the day camp party you know was awesome I, I keep talking about the swimming pool party you know like these are really cool standout events, but you know the families had to go into them open-minded with a very different uh, thought process. And you know, on our last podcast, we talked about should an event be four or five hours. You know, right. in a case like these, you probably need five hours to run around the day camp or to get through MetLife Stadium or you know whatever else. I camped in Aquarium, man. What cool events we've done there yeah. too. I mean, uh, but people want to walk around the aquarium and check out the space. Yep. Uh, you know, and uh, the the museums too, the Franklin, Franklin Institute too. and stuff like that. You know, like really, really unique stuff and cool stuff. Um, I think that a venue is is totally the you know the vibe standard. Like that's gonna set the tone. Like where you're having your event, like is is such a big corner piece. So it definitely needs to be handled, um, you know, delicately. It needs to be you know totally like you need to put. All of your, like, everybody needs to throw their, their hats into one bin on this thing. Like, come together with some cool ideas to come up with something awesome. Um, I think that if you have the right vendors in line, it's hard to go wrong. And just listening to the proper professionals in the right aspects for the right answers on certain stuff is going to help you out big time. And, and unique venues often come with a higher cost. Like, yes. Like these museums that we're referring to. Right. And, you know. Because you have, you have to bring a lot of things in. You know, they don't have linen and tables and chairs in-house. You know, they may not have a serving staff in-house or bartenders in-house. So there's a lot of unique elements you have to bring in, which can make these parties more costly. And, and I guess my last cautionary note is, you know, restaurants. And I can think of some restaurants that we've done parties in. If the space... I, the point I want to make is when you walk into the space, if it doesn't scream capable right and you have to figure out in your mind well where's everybody get a dancer that's how, the thing how are they going to watch the montage if they're seated in one room and dancing another or you know um h- how are we going to do the horror like i mean jordan how many times have we been in these weird situations we walk into a room we're like 
where the heck is the horror going to, like, they're literally going to go up three steps into another room, holding hands. They might have to go through a kitchen. like around, around a big pillar that's cutting off the room or whatever. But, hey, we've done it before, right? We've done it. But, you know, that's where I'd say now we're pushing the limits. Like, right. you know, you're, you're trying too hard to find something different. And, and again, maybe it's budgetary. Right. And, and we respect that. But too, too far out of the box doesn't work. I mean, you still need big space to do big party. Well, and the other thing too, I think it's a good piggyback on this because you're talking about bringing stuff in and and uh, adjusting to you know these event spaces. Is dialing it back to when we first uh, started the cast, talking about having your event at the temple. I don't want any of our clients or anybody planning an event to get discouraged. If you, let's say for some reason, you know, you're getting barbot mitzvahed at a temple that maybe it's a little bit older. It's an older room. You know, that's all good. That's cool because even if it, they have a, a, a big size ballroom where we could do the event, we can transform that, you right. know, with some pipe and drape. And just, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, we had the party up at Marlboro Jewish that we draped the entire room. It didn't even look like a temple. No, it, it was ridiculously gorgeous. It was incredible. So, you know, that there are ways also too. And obviously, you know, talking about budget, again, you're going to, that, that's that's literally the, the deciding factor on all of this, I think, is like exactly how much money can you allot towards this event and towards specific things. But I think that if you do have the, the, um, the budget laid out to where you can, you know, create some different vibes and, and kind of redesign the room and structure that you have, I think that's a great way to go too. You know, you're taking something that is, uh, you know, was a little bit dated, a little bit older, and you could totally modernize that. Yeah, man. So I think this is another good podcast. Great topic, too. I mean, we yep. probably talk about this one for days. Oh, man, it's crazy, and it spawns so many other mini topics within <laughs> the topic. So, uh, yeah, this is a good one, man. Really good. And listen, we're almost at episode 52. I mean, that means uh, we're hitting the year mark, man. Yes. That's wow. 50 also, not 52. We're almost at 50, and we're very excited about that. Thank uh, you guys to all of our listeners, people tuning in. And uh, if you have friends that are planning, you have stuff going on, Send them this tool. Give them the link. Let them know they can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Mastering Mitzvahs. Um, Mike and I every week just spitting all kinds of mitzvah content to help you guys build that next big day and make it. If we could, you know, make it a little smoother, a little cooler, uh, you know, that's what we're trying to do. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. Later. Racetrack itself, so Meadowlands Racetrack.